We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Spins away, baseline shot, Shea puts it in, and walks it off in OKC! Giddy keeps it himself and takes it up as he glides with the finger roll. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Uncontested Postgame Podcast Edition, number one of 82 for the 23-24 Thunder season. I am your host for tonight, Justin, as the Thunder shellac the Chicago Bulls, 124 to 104. I am joined by Jacob. What's up? And Taylor. <clears throat> oh, my gosh. You know we're back when we're whistling the Bally Sports theme. Before we go any further into this wonderful game, I want to let you know that we are proudly part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network and DailyThunder.com. If you don't already, be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcast and leave us a five-star rating. You can also find us on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, and TikTok, and this Friday at Bar K. So if you're riding high after this win tonight, come join us for Game 2 at Bar K, 6.30 p.m. Friday night. There's going to be drinks and dogs and basketball and dunks and Jacob and me and others and stickers and signed chat pictures. Man, I'm just it. getting the short end of the stick here. And Taylor Thank and you. JD. I said <laughs> others. I didn't know who exactly was confirmed. <laughs> you fall into the others. Boys I'm in the others category. Thunder or one and oh. One and oh. Indeed baby. they are. Very one and very handedly. Oh. Handedly? Yeah. Handily. Game one, we're making up words. The TP special is alive and well. Very handily. Handily. Um, here's the thing. <laughs> they won by 20, and I don't think they played great. No. That's exactly how I feel. Exactly how I feel. I sent a, a lot of the account that was along the same lines of like, they didn't play great. It was kind of up and down. There's a lot of things to fix, and you still beat like an actual NBA team by 20. That feels good. Game summary for tonight. High level in case you missed it. First quarter was just like all offense from everywhere. 
except from behind the arc. Strangely, both teams struggled from behind the arc in the first quarter. 33 to 35 Chicago's favor after the first quarter. It was just uh, not a defensive clinic. First quarter of the season, it makes sense. Second quarter was pretty tight most of the way, and then a flurry of threes late before the half. Oklahoma City takes a six-point lead into halftime, which was very, emphasis very quickly eliminated in the third quarter as Chicago opens the third on a 7-0 run, getting an angsty Dagnall timeout. After which, we got the triumphant return of third quarter thunder. Oklahoma City ends on a massive run. It was like 19 to something. At one point, <laughs> they went on a 12-0 run there in the third. Yeah, they had a 12-0 run. It extended longer than that. They Without closed. one Chet Holmgren. And Without a lot of Chet Holmgren. Usman Jang. Us, amazing. I know we're going to get into specifics here in a minute, but like, so many great individual performances tonight. And then the fourth quarter was a lot like the third. Oklahoma City outscores Chicago by 11 in the fourth quarter on their way to a 20-point victory. Boys, hit me with your big takeaways. <laughs> Where do we start? Case and Wallace, Rookie of the Year? Let's talk Queso. Case and Wallace tonight, 19 minutes, 5 of 5 from the floor, 3 of 3 from behind the arc. Two rebounds, one assist, and one block for good measure. My man was out here cooking like it was the, the first game of Summer League again. Yes. Uh, <laughs> let's hope it doesn't. The next few games don't go like the Touché. Um, the following games of Summer League. Um, he just looked very natural out there. Doesn't get... Hey, my guy Taylor tweeted about it. Taylor can attest. I can attest. We have talked to Case in person. Very quiet very mellow guy does not like to talk. He hit that third three and he looked at that Chicago bench. He was started talking. Shit. To say. The dog was barking. <laughs> he, he was going a bit. I was, I, I was, that was so exciting. I love and seeing love that. He just defensively, he first game of his career. He just, he fits in. He just, 100%. He fits in. and he, he did. Was, I thought he was a lot of fun tonight. He did it in multiple ways. He did it defensively in the first half. Thought he had some really great possessions, uh, specifically in the in the first half that really stood out. And then the second half, we saw him, to your point, Justin, a little more summer league-esque. That first game of summer league where he's spotting up for three-point shots. Shea finds him on two different possessions. Uh, but the the thing I love the most is we even saw, like I think the thing that really sparked it offensively for him in the second half when he came in, in that third quarter, he actually created his own shot. Uh, it was in transition. He goes and, and finds the left elbow, I believe, and pulls up for his own jumper. And then from there, just drained <laughs> a spot up three after spot up three, which is just uh, everything you'd want to see and more from Kaysen. And Absolutely. The big thing is he didn't have to create anything. I mean, it was just handed was to him on, on a platter. Yep. It, all especially the, flow, the spacing was good. Mm -hmm. didn't feel like he was forcing it, didn't feel like he was trying to call his own number, but when the opportunity came, he was ready for it. Definitely. No hesitation, no rookie jitters. Like, it came so naturally tonight for Kaysen. Mark I, said during preseason that Kaysen looked like a guy that's played NBA basketball for 10 years, and that to me, that came across again totally. tonight. Um, just so calm, cool, collected. Uh, gentlemen, I think we're kind of burying the lead here. 
Yeah, I was going to say, I can't believe talk we about the guy there. that went for 31, 10, and 5 on 66, 50. What was his free throw percentage? 66, 50, 100 splits. Is yeah, that, 100% from the line, 5 of 5. Uh, eh, that's not really burying the lead. I mean, that's just what he does. It's an it's average Shea. night for Shea Gilgis Alexander. Just another day. One black eye, almost yeah. a triple-double. Those bulls were trying to poke his eyeballs out every time he went into the lane. But still, Shea goes for 31 points, 10 assists, 5 boards, 1 steal, 2 blocks, plus 19 on the evening. <laughs> Doing everything. The thing that stood out to me, like, we know he can drive the lane. We know he can have ridiculous finishes. We know he's got the floaters. The step back three. Tonight. He shot five threes tonight, Justin. Five, three. He only made two, but he shot five, which hey. is not something we saw often from him last season. My, right. I thought there would be no math guy. <laughs> two of five from three is 40%. I'll take it. The, 100%. Yeah, absolutely. Take it. But I want to tell you guys something. I mean, Shea was just barbecuing up guys out there. Some of that stuff was disgusting. Thing that impressed me the most tonight, not the crazy Euro extended finishes, not the step backs, not the dropping Alex Caruso into his body bag. <laughs> the vision and the plays he was making, I tweeted it at halftime. He had four assists at half, but I promise you the potential assists at half yeah. was like 12. Because was he, was just, 12. he was yeah. getting below the free throw line, collapsing the defense, and then finding whoever he wanted. He was hitting open guy after open guy, wide open shooters all over the court. Like, it is very clear that he wants to be able to play make more. Yep. And it, it was on absolute full display tonight. I mean, we talked about Case and Wallace first, and I immediately think about that play in the third quarter that you guys mentioned. Or was it the fourth? Gosh, it's all blended together now. Where Shea, per usual, drives into the lane, draws three different defenders, and then somehow like is able to kick. Like he he was about to go up for a layup and was able to like, I don't almost backhand this pass to a wide open case of Wallace yes. in the corner, perfectly placed in his uh, in his shot pocket, and then Kaysen fires the three. Kaysen did the rest. Drills it. Yeah, amazing. Uh, just a lot of what you come to expect from Shea, but to come out in game one like this, like it feels like we just plopped right back into the play in game against the Pelicans. Like he's picking up right where he left off. Super awesome to see him do what he does, but do what he does with a different supporting cast. And speaking of that, I feel like we need to talk about Usman Jang. Yes. The Us was loose in Chicago tonight in 14 minutes, only 14 minutes. Nine points for Oos off three of five from behind the arc. Two boards to go with it. Oos looked comfortable. Oos looked confident. His shot looked smooth. He looked like, similar to what we just said about Kaysen looking like his summer league debut, like Oos looked like summer league Oos. And to see him do that in a real NBA game against real NBA competition, coming into his second year, like that's exactly what I wanted to see from Oos tonight. Hey, I mean, he, oh, go ahead, Taylor. No, I, I was just going to going to say I think that we, we talked about the 7-0 run that the Bulls went on uh, to begin the second half, right? And I think the biggest response there from the Thunder is when Dignall substituted Chet, who we will get into eventually, and, and put Usin. 
And I thought he was performed really well defensively before he, I mean, yeah. obviously he immediately hit a three point shot, which was huge, but uh, even hurt. before he really kind of continued to impact the game offensively. Uh, sorry, Jacob. I just wanted to mention his defensive impact. I think uh, immediately as like the true quote unquote five in that lineup, which yeah, is that, so impressive to me in that third quarter, whenever he came in, he guarded Andre Drummond and there was a possession in there where the bulls wanted to get Drummond the ball on the block. Uh, it was had good position. They swung it like down to the corner to like try to get a better angle for the pass. It was fronted Drummond didn't let the pass get in. The ball swung back up to the top. Jane gets back in position, gets behind Drummond. Um, doesn't let him get like any deeper into the paint. Somebody, it might have been Kobe White or or Zach Levine, drives to the basket. Us gets up and blocks it. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply completely night and day difference from what we saw at this time last year. Totally. I mean, we watched him in summer league last year and talked about the lack of physicality and how he like avoids contact. Yep. I mean, he was, there were some rebounds tonight that were like very aggressive. Yep. One hundred. The, the shot splashing in like dope. I love it. But that physicality and that aggressiveness that's what's going to get his ass on the court. And he was awesome at that tonight. And I was what, so happy. That's what I was going to. I, I think you know that, Jacob, because the thing that really stood out to me, and Justin, maybe you can put a cap on this. I'm curious your thoughts. But it just seemed like when he came in, he just, even within this game, we talked about him getting confidence throughout last season, throughout summer league. But within the game itself, we saw him continue to gain more and more confidence on each side of the floor. Yep. And that led to an incredible impact for this team. Uh, really a critical impact for this team here in the and like we mentioned the third and fourth quarter. He was putting his six foot nine frame to use like a grown man. And I think that last year, like he looked timid. He looked like a kid because he is a kid. And now it was starting it, it was very obvious tonight 
being more aggressive, being more confident, being more physical, seeking it out. Like I think you nailed it with that, Jacob, of not shying away from it. He continues on that trajectory. Like all the caveats in the world, game one of 82, right? There's a long way to go, but it's very more like a man. It's encouraging to see him put that on tape (laughs) in a real NBA game. Definitely. Um, Some other, like we could sit here and podcast for an hour and talk about each individual player. I don't think we should. Um, I disagree. There's like (laughs) almost 200 people here in the stream. Let's keep going. More, more. I thought the Thunder won this game defensively. Gave up 35 points in the first quarter. The yep. next three quarters, the Bulls averaged 23 points per quarter. Huge. Like, in the year of our Lord 2023, to only give up 104 points in an NBA basketball game is, like, really, really impressive. Um, the Bulls did take and miss a lot of threes, but I thought the Thunder defense really, really settled in and played really well. Um, young guys like Kaysen, I thought were good. I thought J-Dub was great tonight. Uh, I thought Shea was really good defensively. I thought Giddy held up Shea well. Like fantastic. Collectively, as a yep. unit, I, I yep. just I felt like they really contained and, and played the type of defensive game that they wanted to after that first quarter. Totally. Bulls shoot 28.6% from behind the arc tonight on 42 attempts. That's a lot. That's not ideal. Incredible. Not ideal. Uh, turnover battle was similar, but I think uh, overall the defensive effort collectively was was a real factor tonight for Oklahoma City. You could see it on every possession. Um, early on, it felt like Vooch came out with a chip on his shoulder and was like very determined to get things going in the paint. But the Thunder adjusted. As well as Drummond. Uh, we saw and that. Drummond. And we Drummond. saw that in the first half when our guy, uh, Chet, got, got bodied. Got his got stripped, to the NBA moment. Got stripped by by Drummond, and then Drummond crossed him up there on the other end of the floor, which was unfortunate. Yeah. Um, and we'll get into Chet, I mean, here in a bit. But to your point, Justin, I think both, both of those centers for Chicago kind of t- took that matchup a little personally. And I thought... It was very interesting, like aside from, you know, everybody pulling together, but like the amount of minutes Sar played tonight, 11 minutes for Sar, he looked solid. Like it, it didn't look yeah. like the last time you saw Sar when he was, you know, helping the Thunder tank or auditioning for the blue. It was like, oh, you know, he could he could actually have a spot in the rotation. Yeah. And, and I think I think you saw him when Vooch was being more aggressive like Vooch is not an easy matchup no so seeing seeing Sar out there being able to use his bigger frame he I was thought that pushing was him nice, out to the perimeter it was a I nice change up yeah absolutely uh like I think Vooch was kind of used to just kind of bullying him uh bullying in the paint and paint when Chet was guarding him and I noticed like you mentioned Justin like Sar actually going out to, to, to kind of pushing him to the perimeter and making sure yeah. he doesn't get that, that, you know, we kind of holding his own. And then we even saw some of that vision yep. um, that we saw in the preseason when Sar would get the ball at the high post or even off just in general, offensively and making some plays and some reads offensively rather than yep. just shooting or whatever it may be. Uh, I thought Sar absolutely looked like a, a true backup in this league. Yeah. I think he tweeted something similar out. Who knows what that looks like when Jay Will's healthy, like what that opportunity looks like. But I think tonight showed me that within certain matchups, that's an option because 
Chet Holmgren tonight. Bit of a mixed bag in his NBA debut, his long-awaited NBA, NBA debut, the most anticipated debut of an NBA seven-footer tonight that I know of. <laughs> Chet Holmgren plays 25 minutes, four of seven shooting, two of three from behind the arc for 11 points, four rebounds, three assists, and one steal. He was a plus 14 in those 25 minutes. Offensively, we got to see Chet in his bag. Like the three-pointers look so smooth. He opened up his scoring with the first basket with a nice little shimmy shake on Vooch in the corner. He looked comfortable. He looked uh, he looked good shooting the ball. Defensively, I think was a little more interesting. Like I said, Vooch, not an easy matchup. Get your ankles broken by Andre Drummond in the year 2023 is a tough scene. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Overall, I would love to know, what do you guys think about Chet's first NBA action? Struggled a little bit. Like you said, the offense was good. I thought the defense was fine. Like, did he have the blocks? No. Did he get bodied a few times? Yes. I I just, his pick and roll level defense is so, so, so good. Like, he takes away so much stuff, uh, makes guards double and triple think what they want to do after they get around the initial screen. Um, Like you said, it's a mixed bag. It's not like, oh my God, Jets has been incredible tonight. Yeah, I'm okay with them struggling. That's where you learn, right? And as much as like we love Chet, it's his first game of his rookie season. Coming off a year without competitive basketball. Yeah, it's going to take some time, and that's totally, totally fine. I think he was fine tonight. I am very excited to see him Friday night against a Cavs team that does not have Jared Allen available. Uh, We'll get a lot of time against Evan Mobley. Uh, I think that'll be really fascinating. Uh, and then he comes home to play Nikola Jokic. So <laughs> we'll see how that goes. It is but, a um, true I, welcome to the NBA moment yeah, for I, our intro for uh, for Chad yeah. yeah. I would say fine is how he played. I agree. There was certainly some struggles, uh, even within the lineups. Like there were times, uh, like in the first half, for example, the Thunder were just getting absolutely dominated on the boards. And a lot of that was due to Chet. We got to be completely honest. Yep. But I, I tweeted something similar, Jacob. And this was during the third quarter. I said, Chet has struggled. And in full Homerism, uh, I love it. He was throwing the fire. I think he responds accordingly on Friday against Mobley. He's going to be fired up, ready to go. I love the adjustments that Dignall made when Chet was struggling. And I yep. loved how he put Chet in different lineups, different uh, opportunities to be able to impact the game at a high level. Uh, I thought that was really fascinating to kind of see him throw Chet in those different lineups and, and the different sub- substitution patterns, which are kind of a theme of this entire game and something totally. we'll con- continue to monitor in the early season. Definitely some interesting lineups tonight, especially w- looking at the bench. Um, but even like when Chet came in, when he came out, like he subbed in, I think with like six and a half to go in the game. Obviously he subbed out before the game because Thunder were up by 20 and they, they, emptied the bench 
But like, what does that look like in a competitive game? Like, what does that substitution pattern look like? When does he come in? How much does he stagger? I think that'll be really interesting. I think with the bench unit, one of the things that stood out to me was seeing the amount of time that J-Dub spent handling the ball. Yes. The bench unit in some of those lineups. J-Dub tonight, 32 minutes, uh, third highest on the team behind Lou Dort and Shea Gilgis-Alexander. Goes for 16 points on 5 of 11 shooting, 2 of 6 from behind the arc, 4 of 4 from the stripe, 3 rebounds, 5 assists, and 1 steal. Talk to me about J-Dub. I thought it was fascinating. Like last year we saw Giddy and Shea staggered for obvious reasons, right? But it was kind of Giddy running that second unit. But then this preseason, uh, specifically those last two preseason games, we kind of saw this similar substitution pattern we saw tonight where Dub came out early, and then in the second unit, Dub came in and was kind of not just the main facilitator necessarily, but kind of the main go-to score, the, the main go-to guy in that second unit. And so when I saw uh, Dub come out earlier than some of the other starters, I was kind of keeping an eye on that in the first quarter. And then sure enough, uh, with about a minute, 20, minute 30 left, I can't remember exactly, in the first quarter, Dub comes back in for Shea with that second unit. And that was a theme throughout the entirety of the game. And for just kind of for comparison's sake, last season, we didn't see Shea come out really the entirety of the first quarter. And it kind of seems like, I mean, again, very small sample size, game one, but it very much seems like Dagnall kind of has Dub there and uh, ahead of getting that pecking order and kind of wants him to lead and facilitate in those uh, and score in those second units. I thought, I mean, Dub's, Dub scored the first seven points of the game. Yes, he did. Just <laughs> incredibly aggressive. And I hope he plays like that all season because when he plays like that, he is really, really, really good. Um, Taylor also mentioned Josh Giddy there. Uh, obligatory uh, 16, 6, and 6 for Josh on crazy yeah. good shooting. He was fantastic. 50%, yeah. 50% from the field, 7 of 14, 66% from three, two of three. Uh, the three turnovers aren't the nicest. I thought he was a little loose with the ball. Um, but I thought he was aggressive as well. I wish he would have gone at Kobe White a little bit more. Uh, guys, a couple of interesting things from the bench. Only two players who did not get in tonight, uh, Davis Bertans and Vasilye Mitic. I thought the Mitic one was very interesting. Yes. Um, like guys like Trey Mann, Poku, uh, Lindy all got garbage time there in the final three minutes. Um, interesting that Poku is healthy. We'll kind of monitor that as we move forward. Uh, didn't think he would get rotation minutes tonight just because like he hasn't really practiced or didn't get a didn't no. get a training camp or a preseason. So gonna be interesting to see how that fares. Um Kaysen Wallace actually was the second biggest minutes getter off the bench behind Isaiah Joe. Thought Joe had a really bad first half. Yep. And then <laughs> just went crazy. Yeah, a great second Absolutely. half. Absolutely, defeated with, cooking with oil in the second half. I mean, I said defeated, yep. but um, I thought he defended extremely well in the second half as well. Yeah, at least totally competed agree. defensively. Totally agree. I think um, Bertanzen is not unexpected, not surprising. I guess Mitchell, I I really thought would play based off how much we Green. saw him in preseason. Mm-hmm. I don't think this is like it's game one. I don't think this is like a, well, you know, he's never sniffing the floor. He might play 25 minutes on Friday. Ex- that's exactly what I was going to say. Is like, who knows what that looks like against the Caps? We're going to see a lot of experimentation with these lineups. Totally. Even even the guys we saw play tonight, uh, just 
the different lineups and substitutions and, and different um, substitution patterns. Yep. It'll be fascinating to kind of follow that throughout the beginning of this, this preseason. But I will say like, I did tweet this out in that first half. Uh, there was that, that second unit that came in and they really could have benefited, uh, especially when Isaiah Joe was struggling from outside from some Bertans minutes. Yes. And I just kind of, I, I just am keeping an eye on this. I feel like we're going to be like, I don't know, say January, mid January and the Thunder second unit is struggling and there are national media people clamoring for Dignall to put Bertans in because Bertans went, you know, two games ago, he went five of six from three. It was a perfect spark plug for this team, but he's getting inconsistent minutes. And the reason we're seeing that is because of what we saw tonight from like Usman Jang, for example. It allows guys like Usman to shine and to develop. And it's going to pay dividends long-term rather than just this this season. So that's just one theme that I kind of kept thinking about yep. when I didn't see Bertans out there on the floor. Totally. Looking ahead to Friday, coming out of this game, right? We got our first impressions. We got our first look at this year's edition of the Thunder. What do you guys want to see on Friday that we didn't see tonight? Poku. Of course. Very on brand. Jacob will die on this hill. Um, Less turnovers. Yes. The Thunder, uh, I had it pulled up here. 16 turnovers tonight. That led to 22 Chicago Bulls points. Is that correct? Yeah. 16 turnovers. That led to 22 Chicago Bulls points. You clean that up. This is a 30-point game? Yeah. I mean, and don't get me wrong. Like, the Thunder shot the absolute piss out of the ball tonight. They're not going to shoot that well every night. So there's give and well, take and, and things. <laughs> Taylor. Taylor. I, I don't know. They were they were horrific. Taylor, they, they shot uh, 55% from the field and 49% from three. Taylor, Taylor's drinking that don't Thunder Blue Kool-Aid. If that happens, they're beating the 73-win Warriors. Like... They shot 51% from the floor and 8 of 20 from three in the first half. And I thought that they left a lot of points on the board in the yeah. first half. Then the second half comes around, and you're absolutely correct. That's they just, what that's I was what, expecting they, to yeah, see. Yeah, they cooked. They cook. That's without um, Bertans or without Michich, who I think can yeah. buy it up as well. I, I would love to see better ball security um, and not as many like opponents' points off turnovers. Um, that's just going to come with time. But you start to clean that up, and I mean, you you really got something going there. I thought that was that was the biggest like glaring issue for me tonight. And then rebounding is the other thing that we really need to keep. Yeah, the rebounding one is kind of interesting. Like the Thunder out rebounded the Bulls tonight, forty two to forty three. But that's because the Thunder made so much more shots that the Bulls didn't have opportunities at defensive rebounds. Right. Um, Bulls pulled down thirteen offensive rebounds, which is a lot. Uh, but defensive rebounds, it was 38 to 29 in favor of OKC. Um, Which is a little again, intri- how, like we won't yeah, get how to see much the of that is just because the Thunder made more baskets. And so there wasn't as many defensive rebounding opportunities for the Bulls. So I just I noticed it pretty dramatically. I think they're in the first half. It, it was it was pretty evident. Yeah. And so I'm, I'm curious again, Jared Allen won't be playing. He's hurt uh, on Friday at our watch party. It'll just be Evan Mobley. So. A little different there, but to your point, Jacob, who's there we're playing Jokic like? and the Nuggets on Sunday at home. I will be there. Jacob, will you hey, be there? I will also be there. Awesome. Nice. So uh we will see how that looks on Sunday as well. But regardless, excited to to see how it plays out Friday in Cleveland, which 
we'll be covering live live our live bar party it's friday night Yes, come out. If you're on the stream right now and you're in the Oklahoma City area, if you're in Tulsa, I don't care. If you're in Dallas, come to Bar K. If you're in, in China. If, yeah, <laughs> grab a plane ticket. Australia, come on down. We're gonna have we a won't blast. pay for it, but we will appreciate you. We, we will give you a sticker. picture of you. <laughs> We're gonna have a blast. There's gonna be dogs, there's gonna be drink specials, game on 17 TVs, and if you get bored, there's gonna be like Halloween bingo or something too. Mm-hmm. You really can't lose. Bring the whole fam. Bring the whole fam. It's going to be a blast. the furry fam. It's going to be a blast. Um, Guys, I had a blast tonight. We are so back. Post-game pods are back. Thunder basketball is back. And there's only more from here. Hey, the Rockets lost by 20. And the Rockets lost by 20. (laughs) Things you love to see. You love to see it. Absolutely. Boys. I think it's about time we wrap this up. Thank you, everybody in the stream. The stream is popping. The comments are blowing up. We're reading them as we're talking. I promise. Uh, making fun of Taylor's face and the Kool-Aid is A+. plus. Wait, what's wrong with my face? Nothing. I saw nothing. You about... can read it later. Um, <laughs> we appreciate each and every one of you that interact with us on socials, that jump in the live streams. I'm just seeing positive Taylor comments. <laughs> <laughs> They're all positive, Taylor. Everybody loves Taylor. We appreciate each and every one of you if this is your first time checking out a stream come back for more subscribe to the youtube subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and come hang out with us all season long because it's going to be a fun season taylor's just highlighting all the pro taylor comments now correct and there's a lot of them oh boy (laughs) going straight to his head somebody balance him out there's a lot of balancing them out here in the (laughs) comments but there's a lot of positive ones too (laughs) but for real uh, if you can't make it out to Barquet, at least come back Sunday night where we do our weekly show. We get the whole game together and we talk larger themes from the Thunder season and look ahead to the week that's in front of us. We do post-game shows like this after every podcast, so we have more Thunder content that you can possibly consume. We appreciate all of you, everybody in the stream, everybody listening to this in their podcast feeds. Want to know, baby? Until next time, Thunder up.